0: Welcome to part eight of Figure That Game Out. Persona, do NPCs matter? Now, you may not even know what the term NPC means. It means non-player character. And as we've talked about in this series, what it means to figure that game out is to approach life like it's an infinite game. And when it's an infinite game and we understand that there is abundance, what we get to do is play our best game. And what happens in game theory or in game discussions is that non-player characters are said to not matter. they're they're insignificant or they're inconsequential. So in a finite understanding, this creates a dysfunctional understanding. And you can follow along in the notes and the worksheet that was sent to you. Um, and what you want to do is get a feel for where you are in this process of development. At the very top of the sheet, you can see this. Be memorable or be forgettable. Be memorable or be forgettable. What happens in this dog-eat-dog world of trying to make an impact about being seen, building a persona people can relate to or understand, and I'm going to break that term down way more, is that there's a false idea that thinks you have to suck the oxygen out of the room, that you have to have this killer instinct when it comes to one-upsmanship, There's a show right now on HBO called Succession, and it's so powerful when the dad says to the son in one scene, I could have never made you CEO because you didn't have the killer instinct. And that's the context that so many people approach all of this with, that it's one or the other, be memorable or be forgettable. And we know that as we think about what it means to understand building a career or trajectory of impact. Maybe you're in a space where you're trying to build something online, a persona or a brand. I can tell you in working with corporate leaders over the years, they definitely want to be seen and remembered. They don't want to fall away and be hidden into that NPC land. But here's the thing that's so powerful and beautiful, and this is what I want to break down for you today. Being you is what's memorable. You can see that in your notes there. Being you is what's memorable. So I'm going to walk you through a pyramid of influence. That pyramid of influence, you can see at the very bottom, we're starting at the foundational level. How can you be you in a memorable way, in a relaxed way, in a fun way, in an engaging way, in an authentic way? Well, number one, it starts with this. Be an empowered individual. Be an empowered individual you're you're wanting to aim at becoming an individual who relates to the institutions of your life with a healthy individualism the institution is the group it's the place you work it's your family relationships it's the context of the different communities you're a part of healthy people that join healthy communities know themselves as a part of the communal and they know themselves as an individual when we're secure in who we are we're not proving or hiding And we're not caught in this battle between the shame within and the inner critic that happens for all of us. Instead, we get to become the iconic version of who we are. When we can shift from the inner critic directing all of the movie in our mind, the shame, to the iconic part of who we are, we get to be the empowered individual now you know i love taking ancient stories and breaking them down in different ways and i think one of the most fascinating stories that illustrates this so perfectly an ancient story there's been a play written over it some of you may know it joseph uh, and this and the story about the coat of many colors i mean this is an ancient story because this is an ancient understanding that's been throughout human history what does it mean for an individual to become who they are even in a very powerful institution. And for thousands of years, there was nothing more powerful than the way that large family systems would operate. And Joseph does something that shows he's becoming an empowered individual because he shares a dream. He shares a dream. At the simplest way of stating it, the pathway that you know that you're starting to be an empowered individual is there's something within you that starts to dream about who you are in the context of that community. It might be apart from that community. It might be building a new community. Now, we know Joseph was on the early end of his growth and development, so there was some immaturity, most likely in the way that he delivered the news, but at least he had a dream and at least he had the courage to state it out loud. I'm telling you right now, for any of you that are seeking to make an impact, to figure that game out, you will face points when the dream is this close to being extinguished. Actually, you'll probably face that many times. It's almost like this up and down journey. You want it moving in a growth oriented way, but there are swings to it. There are these moments where you feel like, does this even matter? Why am I putting myself through all this pain? It would be so much easier to take a lesser path. Becoming an empowered individual who relates in a healthy way to institutions, it's a lifetime of becoming. And there are battles that are fought unseen, challenges, things that you feel like burned out, giving up, throwing in the towel. Why? What is this happening for this reason? Over and over and over, you want to find a way to keep that dream alive. How do you do that? Well, this takes us to the next piece as we seek to understand what it means to grow through this pyramid of influence and to be the most impactful person we can be. Number two, number two, fly your freak flag. Fly your freak flag. If you don't have to impress or push away, then you can express yourself. What a lot of people are doing that's keeping them from an authentic expression of who they are is they're either trying to hide the parts that they can be proud of, or they're trying to overdo showing out in such a way. You're not going to tell me who I am. And so they end up pushing others away unnecessarily. Carl Jung has this statement. I love it. Everyone carries a shadow and the less it is embodied in the individual's conscious life, the blacker and denser it is. Now, I want to talk about two dimensions of this freak flag for a moment. One dimension is what Carl Jung's talking about, the shadow side of who we are. And if the shadow side of who we are, the part of who we are that we would like to keep hidden away, that needs oxygen, if we keep it covered up, then he says, the more dangerous it becomes, in a sense. This became really clear to me last year, I bought Steve Martin's masterclass on comedy. I want to work and get better at my ability to to tell stories, to impact people. So I'm watching this and he says this in the training, you need to figure out the worst parts of who you are and build around that. It was such a clear application of what Carl Jung was talking about. Now, he's talking about stagecraft at that point and the real breakthroughs that he had in his career as he went forward in a massive way. He was not making it in his career in stand-up when he started to build around parts of him that needed more expression, more of this oxygen. See, I don't trust people that are always virtue signaling because I know what it means to be me as a human. And I know what it means for humans to be human with all the people we've worked with. And all of us have these things to us that aren't the full expression of maybe what it means to be a human. but we're in process and we're working things out and maybe we wish we were better, but we're not there yet. I think about this when I'm speaking publicly and I'll make jokes for whatever reason, the audience thinks it's hilarious when I make jokes about being a bad dad. And I talk about like not wanting to take my kids places and drive them and they'll start to laugh and I'm like, I just wish my kids would quit all their sports activities and I'm, I'm having some fun with it. I'm vice signaling, if you will. And it's an enjoyable way that I can give some things oxygen and relate to the people that I'm leading and influencing in a powerful way. Now, one of the things that you could lose as I talk about this is the positive side of flying the freak flag. Because not only is it giving oxygen to those things that we may say we've got to keep hidden away, it's also learning to bring out the amplification of who we are. I'm fascinated and love to study stand up comedians and some of the biggest names, you would have never heard of them if somebody wouldn't have got given them great advice at one point to say, Hey, uh, this is where you show up best. Bill Maher, for example, somebody gave him the advice, you need to show up in politics. That's where people want to hear you. That's where you're funniest. Ray Barone on being a lazy whiny dad, if you know him, he got that feedback and he started to cut away the other parts to bring out the accentuation. What you're starting to learn when you fly the freak flag is you're looking for the ways because you're an empowered individual that you can give air to the vice and let the good strong parts of who you are Be proud of them in a healthy way. I know in my own life, I've seen this over and over to be true. And as we look at this example of Joseph, I think of Joseph actually having the courage to put on the coat of many colors. So Joseph shares the dream. He's an empowered individual. Then he flies his freak flag. He puts on the coat of many colors, even though it symbolized something to his brothers. Oh, your dad's favorite. They didn't receive him well because of this. And throughout human history, favorites have been played in families. Favorites get played in teams and companies. And we want to believe for a more equitable world all we can and live for it and lead for it. At the same time, this reality still occurs. And Joseph said, I'm going to wear that coat. Now, after we fly the freak flag, third action. We pay attention to the edges. We pay attention to the edges. Notice where the curiosities and misunderstandings are occurring. What you want to do is to be the kind of person who knows how to get out to the edge, the edge of where you might be misunderstood, the edge of where you have frustration or irritation with society. One of uh, the people who went through Figure That Shift Out a few years ago ended up writing some poetry about it. And I loved what he had written. One of the poems was called Cocktail. And it was about going to this cocktail party and just being really irritated at somebody only to find out the thing that they were irritated at was a mirror into something they needed to appreciate about their life. This happened to me a few weeks ago. I watched my daughter go to school, hang out with friends, work her job to a point that she was coming home exhausted. And I got concerned for, you got to rest. You're going to fry yourself. She ended up getting sick, missing school for like a week because she wore herself down. And I was abnormally frustrated at her for doing this, and I couldn't figure out for a second what's my problem. Why am I so frustrated at her for not resting? Oh, maybe it's because I need to rest some more. My irritation and frustration and misunderstanding towards her was a mirror to me about some stuff that I needed to pay attention to. This is what I mean by pay attention to the edges. You're paying to the paying attention to the edges of who you're becoming, where you're expanding into new growth horizons and opportunities and arenas. The things that you feel misunderstood or invalidated by, by the people around you, maybe they don't fully appreciate something or see you for who you are. Notice all those because you don't want to be trying to lead and live out of the invalidation you feel there. Notice the ways that you might judge other communities that don't make sense to you. Notice the ways that you might label in such a way that causes you to miss the growth opportunity. See, this is what's so powerful about the story of Joseph. Joseph got taken advantage of by his brothers. He had that experience happen to him that happens to all of our dreams. You share the dream, you wear the coat of many colors, and then it gets worse before it gets better. And he had multiple ups and downs for like 13 years. So if any of you are in a place you're trying to see a dream happen and the game feels like it's against you, it just takes time. But when he's in the lowest of the low, after it started to look like it was working out, he gets the rug ripped out from underneath him and he's in prison, in prison, even though he had a million reasons to have his head down and not notice the other. He actually noticed sadness on the face of someone. And in noticing their downcast face, he was able to make his gift available to them to help them interpret a dream. It's hard for us to connect to this concept of interpreting a dream, but the easiest way I could say it to you in today's world, it's he helped them make sense of what was going on, of who they are and where they were, of who they were and where they were. Because if they could understand that, they could see a path forward. So he interprets their dream for him. So he had the courage to keep using his gift. As he had flown his freak flag, he stayed at the edge of his curiosities and misunderstandings and saw somebody that was downcast. He offered his gift to them. And then something changed. As you set, stay at the edge of your curiosities and misunderstandings for yourself and others, this is how you start to stay expansive and growing, not getting stuck. And then that takes us to the fourth piece, which is so powerful. You reinvent as necessary. You reinvent as necessary. You integrate fresh insights as you let go of what was and reimagine what could be. This is Dave Chappelle leaving the Chappelle Show to figure out some stuff before he comes back to the career. This is Steve Martin going into movies after stand-up for a while. Over and over We think as we move forward in life, the paths before us start to shrink so that there's maybe one or two paths available as we continue to advance and move forward. Actually, what's happening, if we're open to it, and if we build on these other three pieces, more and more paths continue to open for us. You get to use your learnings from the edges. I love in our Figure That Speaking Out program, one of the things that we do is we do a deep diagnostic dive on somebody to build their speaking persona, who they show up as, as a speaker, around three distinct character types, because it's the triangulation of those three that allows them to become 3D and be the fullness of who they can be in that moment of speaking. But I'm talking about this term persona And persona doesn't just apply to the moments we show up where we feel like we have to perform. The persona of who we are, the self is ever expanding and growing. You know, this is one of the core ideas we teach. You've never reached the edge of the playground of who you are. And as we reinvent and as we let go and reimagine what could be, we're upgrading reality. We're starting to see the things that aren't working like we want. If you have any kind of dream and you're advancing on it, At any given time, there are things that aren't working like you want it to. So what do you do? You upgrade your view of reality. You start to bring in the parts and pieces that you wanna integrate, make a part of who you are. And as you do that, you'll proceed to the fifth level. And this is how you know you building out your game persona, your game character, who you are in the infinite game of life is at its zenith point, that you've reached the influence pyramid, the top of it. Here it is, the fifth piece. You step to the background. You step to the background. See, as Joseph went on this journey and reinvented, he went from in prison to the number two of the most powerful country in the world overnight. Now, it was 13 years of deep, character formation, deep skill development, and then it changed in an instant. But what did he do with that new reinvention and that new power? Over time, he stepped to the background. You actually find in the story that the culminating piece to it is that he forgives the brothers who betrayed him. He releases them. He lets go of the need to punish them. The point of your character to development, and this is in the notes, was to build a character that could change your trajectory so you could accomplish your dream, and here's how it reaches its zenith, and then you put the spotlight on others. You fade to the background as you let the story of who they're becoming shine out. You're not done with the work until you've done the work of making sure you're stepping to the side when the time is right. I've had different leadership ventures where I was the primary leadership person of responsibility. I was the public figure done right. And over time, a transition could be put in place. And then I step aside and I'm forgotten about. Nobody remembers. And that's a beautiful picture of what happens. When we're secure in who we are, we start this journey of being an empowered individual and we end with stepping to the background. And this is what it means to play our game at the highest level of influence. We're maximizing the persona of who we can be. We're not just a non-player character. We're living with a unique dream and we're seeing that dream come to completion. It may not go the way that we thought it would and then we use that dream to empower others. Now, what I'm gonna share with you in session nine It's going to be the nine master skills to stay free in the game of life. It's our next session, as long as you can. For now, as an exercise, what I want you to do is look through this pyramid and see right now where can you get the most growth from focusing on.